Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. Thank you, Shifty, signing up for Patreon at $5 a month. Today, we're going to be talking about Mechabellum, Robocop, and Warcraft Rumble. But first, my name is Christian. Um, I'm Nick. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm Nick. Sorry, I had a, I had a, like an audio bug. What is going on? <laughs> Should we restart? I, guess so. in the trash, I feel like we should. Oh, yeah. Am I delayed on you guys? What do you mean delayed? No, you, you came in at the same time as me, and then Amelia didn't say anything. Okay. Well, let's do Sniper, Bobby, and then me, and then Amelia. Okay. I'm restarting it. It's a short intro. Again, take two. Wow, we've never done a take two. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. Thank you, Shifty, for signing up at $5 a month on Patreon. Today we're going to be talking about Mechabellum, Robocop, and Warcraft Rumble. But first, my name is Christian. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm wondering why you have not been to DLGaming.net. From there, you already listened to us. Why not watch us? Why not wear our merch? Why not sign up for the Patreon? Uh, yeah, dlgaming.net, that is your portal to us. Um, that sounded so fucking salesy, but whatever. Here we are. How was everybody's week? My week was great. <laughs> My week got 100% better when I saw you walk in here with a handlebar mustache, though. I just want to twirl it with my fingers. It's untwirlable right now, but yeah, one day it will. Well, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I can get some action on the ends. Uh, what about um, Bobby? You have anything going on? Uh, no, surprisingly busy week for me. Didn't game much, but I did get the video done of DLGCon. If you want to see some behind the scenes, what was going on at DLGCon, uh, that video is going to be coming out soon. So Ooh. excited to share that. Ooh, very nice. Yet another reason to go to DLGaming.net and click on the YouTube link. Yep, don't do forget to click subscribe. Uh, I went to my in-law's house for five days, and that was uh, that was nice. Uh, a lot of playing at a park, as well as going out to eat and talking and talking shit. So it was a good time. If you say cool. so. We are so boring. Let's talk about what's not boring. <laughs> Those video games. What is coming down the pike? Uh, Bobby, what do you got? Uh, this is a game that I introduced you in- to, but then you played it. And now you're telling me about it again. Yeah, the game we are talking about is RoboQuest, and this game had its 1.0 release on November 7th. I didn't realize that. It was in early access for a long time, and we had played it, and the easy comparison is Gunfire Reborn. It's a first-person shooter that's also a roguelike. It's also co-op. Uh, it's a lot of fun and should be by every by every facet. It should be better than than gunfire reborn but it just wasn't like i played this game and i was like something's missing here um but now they have their 1.0 release and i'm actually going to go back and check it out this week and see how good it is i believe i have this game on epic i don't have it on steam but i know i played it and i know i have it so it must be on epic um but the 1.0 release i checked out the patch notes for it and they've got a lot of stuff First of all, I haven't played this game in a very long time, so I'm sure they've added quite a bit since then. But the 1.0 release included new levels, including a new final boss, um, new weapons, perks, 
a new class and also a new, an entirely new system called power crystals. I'm not sure how that works. Um, and they reworked the gadgets. So I'm excited. You at it the first time, dude. Why should I? Be I don't know. I'd have to this? go back and listen know. to that episode. I, I'd have to listen to the episode and figure out what problem I had with it. But it it just was not nearly as fun. It looked better. Um, it had some interesting ideas, but I don't think they had as much stuff as um, Gunfire as, uh, as Gunfire Reborn. And more I didn't stuff like the probably will fix the game on the 1.0. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, um, yeah. Bobby, I feel like it was free to play during early access on Epic. I think you might. The, I mean, I'm going back way, you know, whenever that was two years ago. Uh, but, oh yeah, but what's the price on this? It was twenty dollars or something? It's on sale for twenty dollars. Retails at twenty five. <clears throat> so I think it's gone up now that it's hit its one point Yeah, but if you can't get it on Epic, I mean, I don't think it's going to be accessible on epic for some reason but who knows what is accessible in right now to find out yeah what is accessible and on december 7th on via steam no not via steam all right so i start dora i'm looking i'm dicking around right i'm a huge avatar fan uh that does does not mean i've been playing video games way too long to be excited about an ip that's landing on uh, a video game console or pc like I know better. Um, don't get your hopes up. So I'm not. I'm barely. This barely on my radar. But I was like, oh, what's coming out soon? What can I talk about? And it was this because it's so soon. So I started looking at it. Um, December seventh, sixty dollars. The IGN guy. I watched his video. He played it for two hours straight, and um, I'm just going to kind of parrot what he had said. Um, so it's an Ubisoft game. So. It, Everybody was basically expecting a Far Cry game uh, with a Pandora skin. But uh, there's a few other things that he um, noticed and akin to something else. So the the parkour in the game, he said, is uh, very fun. Um, and a little Mirror Edge-like. But in Mirror's Edge, I could... You know, everything was painted yellow that you could use as a ledge. Uh, this is much more like uh, it, it looks like you're trying to read the topography for yourself and just trying to, like, figure out the best way to go through the through the jungle. And there's multiple paths and uh, so much so that you can fly later in the game using an Ikron, one of those flying things that you, uh, I don't know, what do you call that with? Bond with? mind fuck each other um and it becomes your yeah it kind of becomes your pet um he was saying that you can fly around everywhere with that thing but it doesn't seem as maybe not as fun or and still not as efficient as just jungle parkouring which i thought was pretty cool um that 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 leads more to how cool the parkouring is as as opposed to how shitty the flying is i feel like um, Here's Edge anyway. on Pandora. This is your favorite, uh, like sci-fi setting, Avatar. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, um, huh. and then Horizon Zero Dawn that comes in with you have to scan the the humans that are walking around on the mechs and look for weak points, and I guess there was a lot of that in Horizon Zero Dawn. So um, 
yeah, it's not exactly Far Cry, just straight up. Which, you know, even if it was done and done well, I play every Far Cry game that's ever come out all the way through. I haven't touched six yet, but all the other ones I've played all the way through. Dude, what's except your favorite? for Blood Dragon, which is uh, Bobby's favorite. Bobby's favorite. Uh, my favorite is uh, Primal, I think. My favorite is Primal, too. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. You should get matching Primal tattoos. Huh? Uh, or <laughs> just a rock. <laughs> okay. Just a rock, like a stick. Yeah. A I'll get the rock. You get the stick, dude. Okay. People yeah. will be asking me, why do you have a turd tattoo? Yeah. No, they'll um, go right up to you. They'll be like, why do you have a Far Cry Primal tattoo? One of the least popular ones. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting that you can hunt, uh, much like Far Cry games, uh, but you can't use a machine gun because that'll spoil the meat and the hide. So you have to use the bow and arrow. Um, but just as much as you're hunting, you're also saving creatures. So, uh, creatures that have tracking devices by the humans, much like in, uh, Avatar 2, that's what they did to the whales. You, you, uh, sneak up on them and you pull the trackers out or they might be in a trap and you feed free them from the trap. So I don't know what determines whether you free them or I guess how hungry you are. <laughs> I'm like if I if I was hungry and I found a trap creature, I just shoot it through the head even easier, I think. <laughs> but you know. Um and then so I'm doing all this research, whatever, and I'm watching and uh I'm trying to look for my Steam link, which is part two of you know, or step two of any of my radar stuff. And I can't find a Steam link. And I was like, oh, no, did I do a huge mistake? And it's not available on PC? No, because it's on PC radar or whatever. And I was like, so what's going on? No, exclusive to the Ubisoft store. Dude, Dude, I wouldn't. It could be a fucking killer app dude like it could be something i wanted so bad and i would just wait there's just no way i'm gonna get another launcher there's no way there's no way there's no i can't think of a game that would make me download another launcher steam i love you (laughs) steam i love you is it a a timed exclusive does that wear off at some point or is it going to stay on there who knows uh Right. It just went stinky poo in my head, and I'm not going to look at it anymore. <laughs> okay. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, you had one You had one chance. and you. Most Ubi stuff, uh, Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft stuff is on Steam. So, yeah, I would imagine at the time. But I thought Steam launches the Ubisoft launcher. Yeah, I, I thought mean, it, it does, does too. It does. It does quickly. Uh, I don't know. I, I think know. you have to log in once, but then it does it in the background after that. It would, it would be so cool if you launched a game on that launched a launcher that launched a launcher. Just there like, has to be like a launcher fucking like satire game where it's like launcher yeah, exactly. launcher. Yeah, launcher, launcher design launcher. launcher. Yeah. There is a launcher launcher though. Um, Bobby, didn't yeah. you say that like GOG has a launcher launcher? Yeah, I don't know if they're still developing that anymore. It's just on GOG. And besides that one, I thought there was one more that was trying yeah, to get some I think traction. They call it, but called it Galaxy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they stopped developing that. There was a um, an April Fool's joke, I think, by Nvidia many years ago about a launcher, launcher, a launcher to launch all your launchers. <laughs> if not, we should, we need a DLG launcher, dude. Yeah. Please no. <laughs> 
it launches, but the opening thing, the opening splash screen, is pictures of me and Emilio's matching primal tag. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Uh, That's okay. a callback, everybody. That's a callback. Happened 10 seconds ago. Terror Escape. That's the game I'm talking about. It is a casual card and tile-based medieval kingdom builder. It's 96% positive on Steam because if you like these games, you like them. And I feel like these games aren't for people who don't like being super relaxed, getting high, no, no stakes at all. You just are... Cards come to your hand. You put them on this beautiful tile map. And your town kind of grows from that. And you get mm. points depending at how well you synergize between the different terrains. And that's how you unlock cards. And when you run out of cards, if you haven't got enough points to buy another pack, that's when your game ends. So there is kind of like a high score uh, thing to it. But this looks way better than Dwarf Romantic, which is one of my favorite games, which is exactly like this, by the way. Same tiles. Uh, except... They've done a little bit more work to make the tiles interact with each other, like visually. Like just watching the Steam video, I see like a castle being built and the walls automatically form. And so it's not all focused on one tile, which was romantic was. Um, and it also has multiplayer. So now you and four friends get high together and build a kingdom together on one map and you are versing each other with points. So pretty, pretty low stakes, like Caracazone maybe. That another one of my favorite games. Uh, Terrascape is in early access right meow, so you can check it out. Uh, I, no news on the 1.0 release, but I'm probably going to pick this up during the Steam sale because it's 12 Canadian dollary dues, guy. Which is about yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's on sale for 974 American. 40 bucks sniper, which is amount of money I'm prepared to spend on this sort of game. <laughs> Uh, that's it for Nick. Space Marine Two oh, delay. Just sorry. Oh, you. Just a question. Okay. Can you grow? Oh, you probably don't know this. You haven't played it, but can you grow your island? It seems like your island, your space island, is like limited. Oh, that would be so size. unfortunate. Yeah, it does seem that way. I didn't notice that. I don't know. On Dwarf Romantic, it was just never-ending tiles, and you would just go for as long as you could go for. There's people with like a million points of like the perfect synergies, but this doesn't look wow. like that at all. So this game's so pretty. It reminds me of a uh, Civ Civ Six. The graphics and the way that tiles work, like almost like even like the way that the resources pop up and stuff. It's very close. Yeah, it looks oh, beautiful. Hmm. Well, speaking Huge of things that are not, yeah. Speaking of things that are not close, uh, Space Marine 2 got <laughs> announced that it's being delayed. Um, so the developer announced last week that um, they are delaying it from supposedly this month or this winter, a.k.a. December, uh, all the way to the second half of 2024. Um, they said that it's not due to money or budget cuts or like employment or anything like that, but instead they're trying to focus on the highest quality game that they can make which in my opinion, that is the right move to do. If you're going to be making a game that is suspiciously coming out and being delayed only to the rumor of the possibility of a space Marine or Warhammer show being released next year on Amazon. Um, so people think that, you know, one and one might be sent together. The fact that it's second half of 2024 is a huge delay. So like almost a year delay 
is a big difference. And uh, there are people who have seen gameplay, plays ga- played gameplay behind closed doors, and like this game seems like it's ready to roll. Um, so maybe they haven't finished the late game yet. Um, I'm super excited for this game, not because of the good guys, uh, but because of the bad guys. The uh, faction I care about is the bad guys later on in the game, so I'm happy about that. But yeah, just uh, some quick news that it did get delayed until second half of 2024. This might just be me, but uh, I feel like there was a period of time where delaying a game was like super negative or received super negatively. And now when a game is delayed, it feels like everyone's like, eh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, Well, it, it, I feel like when Call of Duty Black Ops 1 or Black Ops 2 was released, I think when you delete a game, it was almost like game fucking suicide. People were like, "Where, where's my Call of Duty? Or where's this game? Or where's that game? And you were very right. Like, it was very much like people went up in arms about it. But now, with the release of, like, half-baked games and things like that, people are like, uh-uh, wait. Make that shit be good. Like, we don't want to spend money on a half-baked game or a game that we're going to have to wait two years or three years for an update for it to actually work. So... If, like I said, if they delay this game to make it better and make it a, an actual AAA title and not just another throwaway Games Workshop game, then please do. Please take as much time as you need. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want a, somebody, a studio to delay if they have to. Like, why wouldn't you? Funny. You're only going to get a better product unless you're like, on a ventilator or something, you're not gonna. You get your time is limited, in which case, write an email. I think they'll take care of you. But like, you know, for the most part, you're gonna get a better, whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah. Time, money. Sometimes people feel like maybe they can make all. They see all the parts, but really, they're not seeing parts. Also, it's those goddamn endlessly... um, investors, man. They keep fucking with everything. <laughs> Uh, I feel like, too, there's also this thing where, like, you can noodle on something creatively for so long. Like, something like Star Citizen, for example. Like, because they're funded by the community, they can just, like, keep developing the game. And I feel like, I know nothing about the development of Star Citizen, but just as an outsider, it seems like it could be a possibility of, like, they're redesigning multiple systems and there's no one to say, no, stop, we have to release by this date. Right. Yeah. It's a different thing. It's the people in the suits, man. They've always been the problem. They'll always be the problem. (laughs) If you wear a suit, uh, hit subscribe. It will take you anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we don't. No hate. Uh, (laughs) Highlights. These are games we have been playing. And Emilio, you've been playing a game? (laughs) I have. I played it for two hours right before the podcast. (laughs) Uh, it's such a crazy game. Uh, it's so weird. Uh, it's got a little, little intricacies here. So, um, it's a simulation game at at its core, I guess. Um, you are taking an old rundown laundromat owned by your dad, who is definitely an old school capitalist. And he left, he's very busy. So he only left you voice messages on your, this is probably in the nineties, early nineties. I'm thinking, um, explaining to you how to run a laundromat business, how you got to keep the place clean. You got to, apparently it's a fluff and fold too, because you wash the people's laundry for them just to keep, I I don't think, I mean, it's the most tedious thing of the whole thing, but you got to wash it and then fucking dry it and then fucking put it, put it away. And then um, you got to fucking unclog the toilet and you got to throw the trash away. 
and uh all of this is like very video game eyes it's uh gamified so like when you throw the trash away there's like one of those uh bars that goes to like maximum power and then goes back down and then goes back up and you got to time it right and then if you time it right you fucking get the maximum score you got to pull bubble gum off the walls and all this stuff i know it sounds terrible right but then in the back of the uh in the very very back of the laundromat you open it up there's some video games back there there's some like old cabinet video games like three of them and uh you unlock that you go back there you can play them of course and um you go to the office and those are three four things that you can do basically and uh so you know your dad wants you to like take over the business and it, this is like a small business he had forgotten about it's a real rundown dump but after the first day you can see that far more profits are coming from the three video games than the entire laundromat and so um you have to kind of like convince your dad that it's better to like play video but he's not about that like a community needs laundry mats it doesn't need video games right so like <laughs> you have to like sneakily sounds uh, like grow. your childhood i know i know I, I, talking about not just my childhood but my work life fucking balance right now in the game right so um you you can manage each game how much it costs per play how much you can see how much money is bringing in per hour um, you can see the um, the less popular ones versus the, the more popular. One. I have four, five machines, guys. Like it's not crazy, but you can you can switch them around and put the shitty ones next to the good ones, so that maybe it'll get some like overflow onto the shitty one. And you could kind of convince, uh, you know, run that racket. And yeah, I already seen returns of like seventy five cents on that per hour. You gotta. <laughs> You guys, you guys don't even understand. So uh, it just seems super fun. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it keeps you busy, dude. So I'm like, okay, how? Like a sim game, they're trying to let me know that, like, you know, you're you have to hard you have to work hard to make a business work and all this stuff. Probably only two days of fucking laundry loading, dude. I'm on like day five and I'm still fucking laundry loading laundry. But here's the other thing. You can play all the video games, and then if you get achievements in those video games, there's like four of them per video game, your dollar per hour goes up a little bit. And I've realized that it's more cost-effective to me to get those achievements than to fucking go out there and fluff and fold. Like, fuck them. Although you do get a bonus for keeping the place clean, so you got to make sure you do that. But um, yeah, I'm so I'm running around, and this is all in first person. This is like most simulation games. I feel like it's a lot of charts, and you're like clicking on things to move around. But this is all first person, so you're like uh, physically running around in a video game and getting all this stuff done. I um, was content and very busy at the same time. I don't know how much total fun I was having. Uh, I was definitely content. Uh, but yeah, I I can for I think it's on sale for ten dollars. I would definitely recommend this. Um, I felt a little bit of like ownership, like a little bit of pride. And I was like, <laughs> like I was this like, is my these, pe- 
I was like, these people are fucking animals. They keep every single day in 6 a.m. I walk in here and it's fucking trash all over the goddamn. And I start fucking packing it up in my fucking garbage bag and I'm walking around. <laughs> so, um, yeah, overall, I I, uh, I think I can uh, recommend this game. I think it's pretty good. It's 9 out of 10 on Steam. Uh, I never would have played this, uh, but it was, uh, oh, it's free on Game Pass. So even better. Um, do you um do you think that this game would do better in VR? Um no because well maybe. I mean there's a little it might even work in VR cuz even while you're playing the cabinet games you can look to your left and right a little bit. I don't know why they put that in there. But um yeah, playing the cabinet games once you once you play them, you go into another little world. I, I if you made that shit look sick in VR, that would be dope. Um yeah, and it's funny because there's like, it's funny the games that are, por- are playing, performing poorly. I don't enjoy uh, myself either. So I'm like, these are <laughs> shitty games. So hopefully there's a sell mechanic later on. Uh, but yeah, there and the achievements aren't all like upward achievements. There are like die twenty times where where it looks you know at least they're giving you an achievement for trying you know, and so. Um, I can definitely recommend this game. It's a weird game, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm into it. Turning a laundromat into an arcade with your dad's permission, who uh, definitely is not about that shit. What a what a <laughs> unique! This is so unique. I love it. It is, dude. You you talk to your dad. You're on the your computer on like ni- Windows ninety five, and you're like, hey, like I ran the numbers, and it's clear that I, I'm. You know, we're making money off the arcade games. And he goes, <laughs> you know, rich guy, <laughs> like fucking uh, uh, ran the numbers, did you? And you're like, yeah, you send them charts. Uh, like, this is all like a pre thing. And you're like, look, fucking arrow go up, like money go up. And he's like, no, 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 like that, no way. So, no secretly. For a- and what's, um, what I liked about it too is like I have a goal. Like uh, for a thousand dollars, I can knock down a wall and make the storage closet more video game room because I ran out of video game room. So I could do it secretly because he drives by every once in a while and he can see inside the laundry of my house if, <laughs> if it's dirty or not. So yeah, dude, uh, I'm enjoying. Does he get it. angry if you don't clean up the place in the laundromat or you don't fold people's? I don't think it works exactly like that. I think you either okay. get story one, story two. You know. You don't see the guy drive by either, but right. Yeah. So beating the game is like winning your father's acceptance or something. <laughs> either that or, oh, yeah, either that or just making a shit ton of money, which would also do that, I think. But doing it, oh, yeah. And at a certain point, uh, I realized, yeah, I think it's more profitable just to play the video games than fucking keep fluffing and folding. And I'm all about that. So I'm going to try to get the achievements. But if you fail, <laughs> then it's not worth it. I feel like you're going to run into like some sort of like game, like not game breaking, but like a game moment where like your sister walks in and it's like, you haven't been taking care of the fucking laundromat. Now dad wants me to take over. It's, it's like, funny fucking you say that because it's, it was the sister that put the three video games in there in the first place. She is, uh, she wants you to like get the video games in there. She, he's like, oh yeah, your sister's already tried that. She failed miserably. So. They have like oh. a live action trailer. Oh, can you talk a little bit about the games you didn't like? Like the arcade cabinet games you didn't like? Oh, I don't know them by name, but there's like an RPG in there. And I'm like, 
dude, the fucking washing machines are going. I don't have time for an RPG. I can move. <laughs> I can play like little bullshit games. I can't get it. I can't start slaying dragons, dude. There's no time for slaying dragons. Right. So there's that one. And then um, the other one's like a dig dug game uh, mixed with uh, Tetris. And I don't understand how it works. I don't like that one either. Ugh. But Warcraft Rumble. Somebody else talk. That, I gotta pee. That pretty straightforward. Um, yes and no. Uh, the gameplay is pretty straightforward, but it does require like a tactician's eye. Um, it's kind tactician's of. <laughs> I like that. It 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 does, man. Um, I'm I'm finding out like playing PvP in this game is can be pretty cutthroat. Um, so this is actually a mobile game. I, I foresee it coming to computer because of its popularity and how easy it is to play. Um, except for when you get into like higher levels. Um, so the way it works is that uh, usually in these games, it's a two-lane game where you can either send characters to the left or characters to the right. Um, however, in this, there's all kinds of like paths and things like that. Um, at, at its base, it's a... It's a game where there's two HQs. There's the enemy HQ on the other side, and there's your HQ, and you send units that you get um, periodically through through passive income, and you send them down lanes, and then they fight each other. You don't control how they fight. You don't control if they retreat or whatever. They just run into each other and fight. Um, now, granted, um, there are five factions. There's the Undead, the Alliance, Horde, uh, the Blackrock, and the Beasts. Um, now each one of the, um, factions has three leaders. Um, each leader kind of has their own little different kinds of play type, uh, play styles. Um, for example, there's a horde leader. Um, he is a goblin and whenever he destroys a tower, takes something called a waystone, um, or, uh, or, defeats something i think you get gold and he's the only character that you get bonus gold for doing things like that um however uh the other horde leader is karn bloodhoof who is a tauren and when he attacks he sends a shockwave down forward and it stuns everything in his path so he like combat wise he's way more effective than the other horde leader um How many units are we talking about here at, at one time on the so depending on the game mode and depending on the like the quote unquote modifiers, like for example, um, this week, um, one of the modifiers for something called it's called the Arc Light Surge, and so it happens every three days, and it's really how you get your money, like your premium um, currency, to like uh, buy units and upgrade units and things like that. Is the Arc Light Surge? You can get money passively by comp- completing the um, the single player. Uh, which it goes through all the, um, all the, I don't want to say continents, but all the sections of the continents in Azeroth, the original Azeroth, where it's two, two continents. Um, you go through and you beat each boss, and you get like fifty to seventy gold per bo- boss you beat, and you use that gold to buy units. Um, the game doesn't tell you this, uh, but you should not focus a single faction. The reason being is that once you beat. of the locations and bosses. Um, You can start doing hardcore versions of each uh, location and you need to beat every location with all five factions. And if you don't, you kind of hit this wall where you have to grind uh, money to unlock other factions and other, and other um, 
units. So um, if you're a new player, I would strongly suggest watching a video on like how to start off because it is chance on what units can become unlockable for you. Um, like you in the beginning of the game, you are given units to play with. Um, you can choose your leader initially and things like that. But after your first army, everything is random. Um, oh, I hear uh, Emilio chewing. Get the fuck away from yeah, me. You fucking <laughs> animal. God damn you, man. Nick is talking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dick. What is he even eating? Like fucking I don't know. Probably rocks. Of all time. <laughs> fucking caveman rocks. <laughs> There's the uh, Far Cry Primal. It's, it's yeah, there the, you go. I think it's popcorn, actually. Nature's um, gum. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, eventually, what ends up happening is that you do unlock raids. Um, as far as guild, like what you do with your guild is pretty cool. Uh, every time there's an Arclight Surge, you earn like a, a currency for your guild where you unlock stuff. Uh, we unlocked one of the undead leaders, and we unlock a perk with her. Um, so every leader and every unit can have three perks at the same time. Um, so it kind of it kind of changes how some pe- like every unit plays. Uh, so for example, like the, ba- the most basic example I can pull um, pull out of the air is that there is a, a Torin warrior is one of the units that you can get, and she charges people. And when she charges, she stuns for a second, and she continues whacking the shit out of stuff. But the thing is, if you upgrade her to level th- um, to like rarity three, uh, you can give her a perk that lets her charge twice in a row. So it, you would think, oh, that's cool because you can just charge two units and stun them both, right? But the really broken thing about it is that she can charge a unit and then charge a backline unit. Um, and usually the backline units are very, very important. You want to take care of them. Um, and so people who don't know that you have that perk or don't have don't know you have that uh, that like buff for them get really blindsided by it. So. Um, What's your guild, Nick? It, you're, you're uh, we're called people. the Glizzy. We're, we're called the Glizzy Goblins. That's the people the that I play well with. Uh, yeah, Bobby the hot dog goblins. Me weren't invited to. We're not cool enough for your fucking Warcraft. You're not even fucking game. playing. I told you I about this game down- last week. I just downloaded it, and what is really cool is it's linked to my Battle.net account. It is linked to your Battle.net account. That's kind of cool. you can get free shit through WoW, and you can get free shit through Hearthstone and some other stuff. Oh, that's how they're pushing. This. Energy, <laughs> Glizzy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last thing that I mentioned that is really nice. So I play another mobile game. I've actually played a couple of different mobile games, uh, but this is the one I've been playing the most lately. Um, in some mobile games, PVP is known as passive PVP or PVEP, uh, where like an, a person sets up an army or sets up uh, like a team and you just fight that team and they're not controlling it. Um, this is not like that. The PvP is live. Um, so you are putting down units the same time someone else is, and you are like competing against that person. You can talk shit too, which is cool. You talk shit through emojis. You can't type, but um, it's a blast. Um, I haven't seen any money walls yet where the game is like, you have to spend money to continue kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I, I think I've put like at least 30 hours into this, 40 hours into it. Um and I'm still having fun. So, um, I, any questions about it? Uh, how do I oh. find the glizzy globs? Where do I put my application? The glizzy goblins. Uh, yeah. We'll send you an invitation soon. Uh, send you gotta, you gotta, we got to. You got to send a video of us. Uh, send a send a video to us of you eating a hot dog. So, oh, uh, uh, 
Okay. Does it? Do I have to fit it all like seagull it, or can I eat it like a like a lady? No, you can eat with a fork and knife. However you want to do it, as long as you eat it. Um, I did mention that the, each each army has nine to eleven units, right? I did, right? I believe so. Yeah. Um, what's cool is every team has its own synergy. For example, the beasts they have a lot of uh, what are called squad units, where you deploy one unit and then like three entities come out. Um, which is pretty red. Um, but like the black rock units, they're all like single entity units and they're all super duper tanky. Um, and you don't have to keep, Holy fuck, Emilio. Are you dumb as shit? What are you do- Are you molesting your fucking mic? I can't get it to point straight. I'm sorry, everybody. Well, mute it when you move it, you fucking dingus. Uh, that's that's all I got for Warcraft Rumble before I have a seizure and anger. I haven't heard uh, Nick get angry before, and not gonna lie, it makes me a little hard. Good job, Nick. I you're like, welcome. Uh... Okay, I I'm won hard my to piss off. Battle. I won my first battle. I spawned a bunch of units. I think I had fun, but like, it seems pretty. Now, don't take offense to this. I know you're in your. I know you're simple. <laughs> uh, simple yeah, minded. It, it seems a little brainless. And Nick, don't I know so, you're. I know you're primed, so. Oh no, you're fine. Um, it, that's like the first battle, or like the first three battles are all like gimmies, kind of. It's kind of obviously teaching the game when you deal with uh, a boss that doesn't have any other units, and you're just finding the boss, and it can only fly, and it has like special abilities. You learn that you have to like mix and match your teams. You learn that you have to send them out at certain times. Right. There's no like blanket way to win. That's the other thing about this game is that there's no like uh, you can't look up guides really. You can try, and it can be like, well, if you have a level 10 Gargoyle, and you have a level 9 uh, Necromancer, then you can do it this way. But it's like, not everybody's going to have the same teams. Like, I just unlocked every unit, but they're not all the same rarity or the same strength. That sounds a little bit like Marble Snap at the at the bottom layers when people just had random cards. They were just making the best deck they could. Exactly. That's that's what yeah. it's like when it comes to the teams. Like there are people that are like uh so you do get a bonus if all of your shit matches. So if you have all horde units, you do get a bo- you do get, like your your leader gets a bonus. It's not the biggest thing, it's like ten percent attack speed or like whatever the bonus is for the leader. Um, but it's not big enough to warrant you always building a horde team or always building an alliance team. Like you can very much like the best flyer in the game is an undead flyer, but the best like male uh, tank unit is like a horde tank. Like there, um, the game is very dynamic when it comes to like upgrades and you start doing dungeons. So uh, dungeons refresh every week, and the dungeon bosses are different as well. Uh, they also have different like abilities. Uh, when what's cool is you can keep running the dungeons even if you beat them, and you can keep upgrading your army that way. But the thing is, the dungeons are only available to one team every week so like this week is beast week while next week is going to be alliance week and then it's going to be horde week and then an undead and then black rock um and so it's it's interesting um it's not going to win any fucking like super awards but do i think it's fun because i like the warhammer i mean the warcraft ip yeah of course it's fun as shit so bobby i kind of feel like you might download this i have an idea i'm gonna try to too no i don't yeah but you've you've played these minion games and you're kind of a Warcraft guy. So I'll tell you right now, like, I've only spent five bucks. That's it. So I'm not worried about the money. I'm worried about the time. 
the, the games are short. The games are short. They are like, uh, I think a, a standard game without overtime is three minutes and 30 seconds, but you can win within 30 seconds itself. So, yeah, but um, I feel it's like the Marvel snap thing too. Like you're not just playing one game. Yeah, that's true. Like I said, the the um, the campaign will take up a lot of your time if you're just trying to crank out the whole thing. But if you're only trying to play like one or two levels a day, you can. Hmm. But I'm not done with it. I'm stuck in Black Fathom Depths. I think um, I'm getting my ass kicked. So I don't know. I get better. Okay, I know it's a mobile game, and I know mobile game. You know, put all the apples in front of the in front of you. They're like, get this thing, and this currency goes up, and you'll level up, and all these slot machine things, bright lights, and that's kind of what turns me off about it. I mean, I literally played four minutes while you were talking. Just um, how many rewards and achievements did you get? I'm level two, and I got (laughs) sixty black gems, and I don't know if those are good. Um. So there's no. Um, so there's only one premium currency, which is the nice thing, right? It's not like some of the other uh, games where it's like you have three different premium currencies and you pay money to get each different one, uh, which is nice. AKA Geshen Impact and some other ones. Um, there is the primary the primary uh, resource is gold, and you just get that by, like I said, doing the arc light surges or uh, defeating some of the normal bosses. Um, the other currency is like energy. Um, and that is to upgrade your character's rarity. But in all honesty, in the amount of time I played, I've only upgraded two characters' rarity this whole time, and I have way too much fucking energy. And you can farm energy anyways from the dungeons, and you're not going to run out of it. Um, other than that, there's like a collector's level, but you get that just from defeating uh, bosses. It's not like a currency. You just get that from defeating bosses, and that's it. I'll send it's my video. Like a- of me eating a hot dog. I'll join. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> you want a Costco hot dog? What do you want? What do you want? Caspers? You want a ballpark Frank? What do you want? Okay. Uh, what is the hell is Mechabellum? Mechabellum? Oh, I am glad you asked because it's like the game that Nick was talking about, except it's on the PC and it has a little bit more of an indie feel. You know, the UI. A bit rough around the edges. I feel like you can tell it's made by maybe a couple people, but it is so satisfying and fun. It is a mech auto battler, and it's like peeling back an onion of strategy. Really, like uh, when you win, you feel like you 100% deserve it. It's like 50% probably positioning of your units and 50% whatever mm. your composition is made out of. You, I is that what we like, all want? Yes. Yes, you want to feel like there or me personally want to feel like there's very little RNG. I feel like Napoleon. Like when I sweep a perfect when when my units auto battle and they all go to the left and they sweep from behind, I'm like <laughs> like I'm 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 very happy. And when I lose, I also feel that too. I'm like, "Oh, maybe I should have positioned my units over here. He really took advantage of my weak center and he pushed in all my units. They're split." Uh so there's a couple different things you can do when you're in the battle. <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Sorry, Christian. This last weekend, um, over a drunk talk, we at a party were talking about the greatest generals in history, and somebody brought up Genghis Khan, and I was like, he wasn't a general. They were barbarians. They had barbarian tactics. Like, I don't think you can even put him in the mix, and he isn't in the mix. 
for the most part. I don't think he's known as like, you know what I mean? Like barbarians don't have tactics. Barbarians, other than like, yeah. I think I probably other than surround and kill. I don't know about that. Be more. I feel like they invented a lot. Are there any barbarian? Are there any barbarian generals that are like known as a great barbarian general? I don't think there's Uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like Genghis Khan is a good example of someone who. uh, I feel like tactics in the medieval world or in the pre-medieval world, what is like the technologies available to you? Like the size of your men is kind of a technology and how there's less of a gap. There's more of a human element. So if he trained his soldiers really well and they were a cohesive fighting force and they were just rampaging everywhere and winning, I feel like that does count as the best general of all time in a way. That would be like um, deck building as opposed to, uh, you know, uh, strategy within the game. I feel like you've lost me. Okay. Back I to feel like you're oversimplifying <laughs> war <laughs> in the time of, I don't, they're not barbarians. Barbarians don't have tens of thousands of peoples and armies, man. Uh, that's, yeah, a a term. that's a derogatory term. Barbarian. No, 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 no. I feel like part. it is a derogatory term. Listen, we shouldn't be talking about history. I know I'm the one who brought it up, but let's, let's talk more about Mecca. Don't you, it's okay. It's gone. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so when you're fighting in the game, there's a couple things you can do. You can level up your units. They level up the most when they survive the longest. So your units at the back, more often than not, will be the ones to the higher levels. And that is the incentive for your opponent to encircle you and destroy those high level units. Because there's kind of a power creep where if it survives four or five rounds without dying, that unit's going to be super strong. Uh, there's also tech. So... You can place multiple types of the same unit and level up is individual to the unit, but tech affects all of those same units. And they can like drastically change how your army works. There's, for example, there's a tech that spawns another type of unit, and that unit has a tech that spawns another unit. So you can do these crazy things if you synergize well where one unit is actually spawning two other units. Um, The positioning matters, of course. You have these two little like League of Legends uh, towers on either side of the map. And if one of those are destroyed, your army gets a a debuff for like 30 seconds. And it's a serious debuff. So you can really lose if you don't protect those. Uh, And there's also like hard counters. There's these little crawly units that are, of course, really fast. They destroy the snipers. Uh, There's these rocket artillery that fire down. They're really good at taking down shields. So it's kind of like being two steps ahead of your enemy, and it's really like chess. I feel like Warcraft Rumble, from the little I played of it and what Nick was explaining, was a little more cartoony and like arcadey. Um, this is not like that. Like It's very punishing if you're not kind of paying attention and at the wheel. Um, and the last part of RNG is these battlefield power cards. So every round you're dealt four cards, and you can choose to keep one, and they'll be like, a missile strike or they'll be like a deployable shield so they can really change the, the course of the game but your opponent also gets those same four cards and kind of maybe guess what they're gonna do mm. maybe counter but maybe they thought you were gonna do what they thought that they were gonna do so they do what you thought you were going to do to counter what they were gonna do and now they're four steps ahead of you and they've reverse flip trolled you okay 
And then you drank the poison cup. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there's 1v1s and 2v2s, multiplayer, and there's also survival versus computer. So if you don't want to put in the time to be like learning all the comps, you know, if you just want to relax and have a funner time, there is a survival mode, which I feel like is good for people who not want nothing to do with the PvP. Uh, the game is like, uh, I think it's $12 Canadian right now, and it is the most fun auto-battler I've ever played. I've played a bunch of these. Um, I want to... This is better it. than the one that you couldn't play with us because it was so addictive? Yeah, dude, and I'm fucking addicted to this. I can't put it down. I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to my uh, Discord activity, but you've probably dude, seen uh, Mechabellum up there. No, we don't spy on people like you do, Sniper, okay? Jeez. <laughs> Is there any uh, multiplayer aspect to this? It's fully multiplayer except for the survival mode versus the eleven dollars, huh? I mean, you're driving a hard. I, I'm thinking I should pick this up. I would, if any of you play it, I would love to play two v twos with you. I feel like it's it would be super satisfying. All right, I'm putting it in my cart, but I'm not pulling the trigger. All right, I won't be pressured. Okay, don't let me pressure you. You're just gonna be yelled at by you're just gonna be yelled at by a sniper the whole time. You fucking idiot! I don't even put your goddamn artillery over there. What what are you, a barbarian? (laughs) The last just give me your units. You're not gonna use them. There's uh, okay. First of all, maybe that would happen in another game, but this game, the rounds are so quick that doesn't really matter. You know, we're talking like ten minutes around. So if we fuck up, we can just go back in and it's like, no worries. Um, the community is also super not sweaty. I'll be like, good luck, have fun. They'll be like, oh, that was a great mech you put down. I love how you did the shield. I'll be like, thanks, man. I love how you put your snipers on the left flank. And then we'll just have this back. And I've had this like multiple times with people. Like everyone is just oh, is this so exclusive? happy to play. Is this a Canada <laughs> exclusive? <laughs> yeah. Are you on the Canadian um, server? Are you not playing on the rest of the world? Yeah, it's just me. You need to play on the Texas server and tell me how it on, is. Uh, on Mechabellum. Yeah. DLG, maybe don't join. I don't know. Be on your best behavior, okay? If you play, represent us well. Uh, Mechabellum. Bobby, feeling robotic today? Oh, boy. Every day. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I wasn't going to talk about Robocop Rogue City. I played it maybe two weeks ago, actually. Bought it on Steam, played it, returned it. Um, I was kind of hyped for this game because, you know, big fan of the movie and heard some good things about the game. Reviews were pretty positive, but it is pretty generic. It feels like a first person shooter from like the mid 2000s. It just is, I don't know, super standard. You know, you run around, you shoot people you level up your character. They've got a talent tree. Uh, It's all pretty boring gameplay, to be honest. So I was wondering, how is this game getting such good reviews? Because the reviews are are good. Um, And I flipped through them, and it it was what I thought. People really liked how close they stuck to the movie. And they did that really well. All the characters from the movies are in the game. The voice acting is actually pretty good. Um, there's a lot of cutscenes, a lot of stories. So if you like the movie, you, you'd like the game. Um, and, and they capture that, <clears throat> that real satirical uh, tone that, that RoboCop had too. So, I mean, they really nailed it on that front, but when it comes down to the gameplay, it's just, 
it's just plain boring. Like I couldn't really get into it. I knew I wasn't going to enjoy it or finish it. Um, the company that developed this, Taeon, they've made other games too that I was looking at, uh, most notably these Terminator games. And as I'm flipping through the Terminator game, it looks exactly like this one, but just reskinned. Basically, it looks like they kind of just use the same formula or the same design, which I mean, it's all right. You know, 15 years ago, this would have been amazing. But by today's standards, I just feel like you really need to do more. And it's 63 bucks, Bobby, and it's 93% positive. Like, that's really, really positive for like kind of what you're what you're giving. I guess has there not been very much RoboCop stuff out? Mm, yeah, RoboCop no. media is... <laughs> Yeah, there's not very many games when it comes to that. And it's a a pretty popular movie or franchise. So I imagine people are just really excited to be in that world. They did a good job of that. I mean, it is kind of cool to walk around the cop station and like they did it just like the movie. And you feel like you're in this 3D space. And when you go from the the upper level entrance into the firing range, into the garage, like you've seen all those parts in the movie, but to see them kind of connected and you feel like you're in that world, it is, it is pretty cool. But I, I don't know. They, again, the gameplay just is not there, unfortunately. So I don't know. going to have to skip it on this one. I just, I, I can't spend time on games that uh, aren't amazing like Mechabellum. Here's, here's the problem. It does sound man. good, right? Bobby? It, it does sound really about good. Picking it up? But here's the problem. Like I can't play games. I'm not going to play, waste my time with games that are bad, but then I don't want to play games that are too good because then I'm just going to get addicted. Yes, dude. (laughs) That's the fucking problem. You sound like the richest people on earth. Like I swear to God, I don't want to be happy, but I don't want to be too happy. I'm going to bed and I'm like, Oh, on that last fight, I should have I should have got the fire guy. I would have I would have destroyed his mass robots on the left flank, and I could. I'm just like, and I'm like, it's too much. <laughs> in like a week, I'll have to uninstall this. But until then, I would love to play with you guys. Fucking world, first world problems, man. But um, I'll, I'll, you know, what I spent two hours doing today. Our so we have those back backyard string lights. That everybody has, you know, the ones that are, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the ones from Costco. Those ones, yes. Ours were too droopy, dude. So for two hours, I had to string cable across and then um, make it look straighter. That's what I did for two hours today. And Who said they like, were too droopy? You or Sam? Sam, of course, dude. Of course, I thought it was fine with too droopy. droopy. They're, yeah. they're they're perfectly fine. Yeah, she just saw but, something on, on on fucking Pinterest. Was like, you shouldn't have droopy fucking lights; it'll cause yeah. cancer or something. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking about like uh, the most. I was like, I need you to understand that this is the most first worst world problem thing you ever <laughs> fixed on Amazon. And after I finish this task, I am going to play video games and then do the podcast, and you are not going to bother me. <laughs> yeah. uh, a trade. Like a, a trade, uh, a bad trade. What's not a bad? Sorry trade, guys? to go ahead. Oh, it's okay. What's not a bad trade is uh, what we're giving you to guess the sound. Thirty-five bucks in the pot. No one guessed it the first week. No one guessed it the week after. We're adding five bucks every week. An email pixel shit show at gmail dot com to guess. And guys, 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 we have a guess. Yeah, yeah. 
and I'm, I'm going to play the sound before so that everyone knows. Okay, here's the sound. That's, that's what we're guessing off. And Ben sent in two guesses because he's a patron. And patrons get two guesses because we care about you. He guessed a crowbar hitting a metal crate in Half-Life 2. And his second guess was, or Gary's Mod. Now, <laughs> I'm going to need a drum roll. Who, who can give me a drum roll? On the right or wrong, okay? It's wrong, Ben! It's wrong! Oh, it's wrong, and it pains me to say it's wrong. But you're out there, and you know the answer. You can email, again, pixelshitshow at gmail.com to guess. And next week, Bobby, Emilio, and Nick will get an opportunity to help you narrow down what you should be guessing. It'll be 40 bucks next week. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I'm this excited. Usually... Are you? Yeah. Why don't we give them a clue this? Why don't we give them a clue this week? No, 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 because I haven't prepared for it. No, no, exactly, exactly. Well, I, thought <laughs> if, I thought I thought every second, every second guess, because if we're giving out clues left, right, and moons over my hammy, you know, we're never going to get the pot to like a hundred bucks. Could I help? Could I help if like? See, I have a clue. Even though I don't know the answer. Maybe I could just float it out there. Emilio's like... Misinformation? Yeah, it could be. Emilio's misinformation. Emilio's misinformation. Um, See, like things like this, I like to uh, play the meta game. Who put it together? Christian. What's his favorite thing? Star Wars. I think it's some sort of thing from Star Wars. That's all I'm going to say. Interesting. Okay, wait. No. I like this. I like this free thinking. Bobby, Nick, do you have any free thinking thoughts? Well, I think mm. you're playing Black Mesa right now, so I feel like it is some something in the Half-Life universe. Oh, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I think it's whatever you're playing right now for work. That's the reason why. That's like the that's the motivation behind it. Hey, can we talk a little? Are we running long, short? Where are we right now? We're at about an hour. Okay, we got a little bit of time. Um, dude, I I messaged you, and I was like, hey, what do you think of Black Mesa? And you were like, this might be the first, best single-player first-person shooter I've ever played or something like that, or I've never had this much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what are you liking about it? Or you can't really elaborate more than what you talked about last week. I don't know if I have anything new to add other than it keeps surprising me. Like, every time I get to a puzzle... I have this like five minutes where I'm like, how the fuck am I going to make this work? You know, I'm like looking around for stuff, looking around for clues. And when I figure it out, because there's that time where I don't know, it's so satisfying and I can't wait for the next one. I love going into a room and I'm like, oh, how am I going to get out of here? I'm like excited. I'm like, yes, I'm going to figure it out. It's fun. (laughs) I haven't had to look up anything yet, but I imagine if the game gets progressively harder, eventually I will have to because I've been stuck on something for like, 15, 20 minutes before, literally like beating my head against the fucking wall. Like, how do I get it? They're, they did a really good job of like you not feeling like, oh, how could anybody look that up without looking it up? And then also, um, I feel like some people could just walk in and just figure it out right away. Like, it's simple and difficult at the same time. Just depending on who you are, I feel like they. It was a really nice balance. I think, the, I think the the term you're looking for is accessible by all, 
Like mm. everybody can take a crack at it and everybody can solve it. Or I could I should say the majority of people. Obviously, like a five year old can't. Um, I think your average gamer of intelligence could like be like, okay, I don't this is hard, but I don't need to look it up. And if yeah. you're lazy or you just want like you're trying to save time, yeah, you're gonna look it up. But it's part of the Half Life games is the physics puzzles or the puzzles in general. So Yeah. I the most recent puzzle I did, I was stuck underwater and I was trying to get to this ledge and couldn't I went into all these rooms and when I go in these rooms, just when I find something out, the wall collapses. Or the staircase comes down over my head and I lose half my health. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's no way to do it. I've, I've exhausted all opportunities. And then underwater, I find these giant red buoys and I free them from this cage they're trapped in. And I'm like, okay, they floated to the top. Obviously, I'm supposed to use these. So I'm jumping across them, but it's like janky as fuck. And I just like... I'm like half drowning. The game is like, da, 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 da. like it's doing something really weird. My character's going <laughs> over. And then I just like go in the water and I pop up like a buoy and I land exactly where I need to. And I was like, that can't be the way I was supposed to have done it. <laughs> <laughs> just jerry rig the fucking game to work for you. Yeah. Like the. It's funny when that shit happens. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I think I recorded that one too. I've been recording it just in case to make a video. I've just been so blown away. Uh, yeah. Black Mesa, a bonus segment, folks. Uh, Bobby, we got some listener questions. People like us enough to ask questions. Yeah, we got a few listener questions. First one coming from Cricket Soldier. When it comes to games with secrets, Easter eggs, or hidden items like Remnant 2, how long do you wait until looking up a walkthrough on the internet? He's asking specifically about uh, Remnant 2 because uh, I I was supposed to put it on the list, but I didn't. We beat it, uh, the DLC, this last weekend. Um, Beat it being like we finished it for the first time. But there are probably many versions of beating it, at least four, I would guess. One where you do what the king wants, one where you don't do what the king wants, one where you go kill the person the king doesn't like, the one where you save the person, you know, and so on and so on. So um, those are all in there. And so that's what he's talking about. And I do have to give a little bit of shout out to Cricket. Uh, we were playing through. And I found the witch casting a spell on a pig. And, you know, she's like, harsh, harsh, harsh. and the, the pig's like, ah! it, it wasn't having a good time. It was like, ah! right. So we, uh, I killed her. I killed the bitch, right? Like, why, why would you not? And then we died immediately after for stupid reasons. And so he's like, hey, man, I wonder if we just let her keep casting, if something else would happen, like what does she turn the pig into or whatever? And I was like, oh, that's really good. So we did that same thing on the next run through and we let the casting continue. And there was never like a final point where she was like, and now it's a donkey or whatever, but like she just kept going (laughs) and going and going. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to do anything. And then we aggroed, the both of them and they came at us and the pig was supercharged had like red glowing like super saiyan pig right so we killed that thing and it because it was super saiyan this time and was not super saiyan the first time it dropped an item and so we got an item that was a quest item that we're able to like yeah that's cool dude the game is so good 
the game. Oh, by the way, so like, yeah, it's relatively short, uh, despite that you can play it different ways. But it was ten dollars, like, whatever. Um, it's hard to say, man. It's hard to say about the secrets in Remnant Two. For me personally, it feels like I enjoy the secrets coming more from people that I'm playing with than I do searching them up, and that's a very unique thing. Like I, I can't find any other games that work that way, um, and it does make me like. There were several times where I'm like, this looks like there might be something here, and then we go investigate and whether there is or isn't. Like it's nice to be on the hunt for secrets. Uh, Remnant 2 does secrets in a way that's reminiscent of the first video games. Like you tell your friends about it. Like that's the way that I interpret it. And it's something unique. Uh, I don't think another, well, yeah, the the Souls-like games, of course, have tons of secrets. Or if not secrets, it's like how you do it because there's only one way to do something. And so you're dropping secrets to each other through those little notes. But other than that, you have to be like have a web page open and constantly going back. That's too much. I feel like that's too much. If you have if you're going a web page open and you're going back and forth, that's too much. But um, I really like the balance of Remnant Two and their secrets. Um, none of that answers your question, but you guys can go. I feel like for Bobby, the time to look up must be point couple seconds based on what you've shared before uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was busy. a quick answer yeah i'm busy dude i yeah i don't waste my time trying to figure things out too much i mean some games the point is to figure it out so you know i'll play the game but um after a while like i i'm just like whatever man yeah hmm. for me it's a. Uh... I really don't look at secrets because I'm not too into them in the sense of like achievements or finding all the backpacks in Spider-Man 2. Um, it's more like if the secret has an interaction in the actual game, um, I'll look up usually if I've beaten the game once. Now, if it's like a puzzle to continue the game and I'm spending more than an hour on it, then yeah, I'm going to look it up. But that's very, very, very rare for that to happen. Um, I think the latest thing that I looked up and it's not really a spoiler because I'm not going to mention any specifics. Um, in in Baldur's Gate, there are legendary weapons, right? Well, there's legendary items in general. There's like armor and all the shit. Well, um, the amount of legendaries you get in the game is exponential when it comes to what chapter you're in. Um, so in chapter one, you can get one legendary. In chapter two, you can get like three or four. And then in chapter eight, you can get like 12 uh, because there's like a power spike, right? The game doesn't want to give you too much shit to make the game too much easier, right? Well, one day I was like, I wonder, is there any anything I've missed in act one? I've done it six times. Like I, I deserve to know if there's anything I'm missing, right? And it turns out there is another way to get another legendary in the first act. And uh, or the first chapter, whatever you want to call it. It's technically an act. Um, it involves disarming somebody at a very interesting time that you would never think of unless you have like an, uh, an ultimately creative mind. Um, but yeah, you get an, you get a legendary weapon uh, in the first in the first act, and that weapon will carry 
a certain type of character throughout the whole game with just that one weapon. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Love when uh, they do so much work that they didn't need to do, man. Uh, how's your dude. How's your run going, Christian? Do you even <laughs> play that so game good. anymore? Oh, you did. Yeah, you were playing we, earlier. We play it multiple times a week. That's me and Rianne's date night. We have uh, this won't surprise you guys. In our spreadsheet, of bu- our budgetary spreadsheet, we have date night as a as an item, uh, and usually we like I don't know go to an event, see some music or whatever. This month we've spent zero dollars because we've just been playing Baldur's <laughs> Gate, and it's so That's fun. So awesome, dude. Rianne, Rianne turns to me and she's like, "Do you want to play?" She's actually kind of, well, not angry, but she was like, "Oh, you're doing the podcast? I really wanted to play some more Baldur's Gate." <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's like yeah. just remind her that's how you found out about that game. Was yeah, that's our true. Podcast. Yeah. And we had to force uh, you to play it. Yeah, we had to uh, force. I, I bought it for you. Okay, yeah, no reminders. I know I'm. I'm wrong. I was wrong not to play it the instant it came out. It's so good. Um, yeah, but I don't think we've finished the. When you finish an act, is it like very obvious? It's like you are now on act two. Um, it'll tell you you are heading to a new zone. Please finish up anything you're doing. Like it, oh. it doesn't say act. Two, okay, right? I think I'm just about to go to Act Two then. Yeah, was, there's an Act One Point Five technically, but you can skip it, which is interesting. Which there's a lot to skip there. Uh, so. I feel like Bobby and I are in the same boat. Like I'm currently not playing it because I'm not playing it multiplayer. Um, that's where you're at, Bobby. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I I really got to play that game, but. I, I don't know. It's just such a big game that it's kind of hard to... It, it's a little intimidating. It is, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not playing it because... I'm tough time adjusting to the D&D stuff, too. That's been challenging. It's... I'm not going to say anything. I have such a hard time. <laughs> I have such a hard time with um, with my schedule. There's, no, there's, just, there's just no way. I'm going to have to play a single player. and um, Like, if I were playing that it's kind of like right now. I didn't bring it up, but I've been playing a lot of uh, cyberpunk, um, and it's just like you know, there's not always something to talk about. But that's where all of my gaming time is going. So, by the way, playing this game single player is way harder than playing it multiplayer. Playing it with two people is not that bad, but playing with four is really broken. Like you can. You can make fights incredibly easy, even on the even on the hardest difficulty, because in the in the single player game you can't line up uh, you can't line up abilities so they all go off like back to back to back. But with multiplayer, you can just be like, "All right, everybody, hit this one dude like as hard as you can, all at the same time, one, two, three, and then bonk." So oh, are you saying that you don't control all of them? You do control all of them. You control player. all of them, but it's step by step. Like it's not like, okay, you know, Gale, you cast fireball, Lazel, you do disarming strike, and then you know I'm going to do divine smite, and then boom, it all happens at once. No, you, your character or whatever character you're controlling initiates combat, so it all goes from there. I see. All right, let's move it on. All right. We've got two questions from Morconius. First, he asks, or he says, let's have a chat about the fantasy critic. It's coming down to the wire. Most competitive year so far. 
coming down to Metal Slug Tactics versus Steamworld Build versus Mina the Hollower. So this is the fantasy league that you guys are playing, right? Yeah. Yes. And apparently, like, I did pretty well, and I could have done even better, but I didn't do any of my upkeep again, like last year. See, so, this is why I don't participate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should have I should have been on top of it. I mean, really, I only had to go in there three times in one year, and I probably would have been it's been fine. It's not like NFL where things are happening every week. Um, but yeah, I uh, I think I'm in like fourth place. Christian, pick up two games, yeah. dude. Uh, yeah, you are in one, two, three, four, five, sixth place. But you're still oh. ahead of me, who played competitively. Well, I mean, I only chose city builders. It's fine. <laughs> uh, or There's not issue builders, there. but but yeah, I like to have a theme to my team. Uh, but you should pick up two more games, Amelia. You can still make bids right to the end of the year, and there's a bunch of games we haven't picked up: uh, Metroid Prime Four, Warhammer Forty Thousand, Ultra Kill, Stellar Blade. All these games releasing in December could could turn it around for you because you. It is very at the end. I mean, the person in first has ninety five points. Or 99 points, sorry. But the person in second has 97 points, you know? Yeah. The person in third has 96 points, and the person in fourth has 95 points. It's all, it's like neck and neck. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're extremely close. Yeah. Gotcha. I think I hear your nose whistles, Amelia. What do you want me to do, man? <laughs> Stop breathing. <laughs> he can't eat. He can't breathe. No, yeah. Yeah. As he slurpees himself like we're at the, uh, like we're at the movie theater. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Warconius, that's awesome. I feel like we should do it again next year, too. So it, it works off of the calendar <laughs> year. So you guys are going to be done at the end of, by January. We'll Correct. Be, uh, yeah, December, the last right. day of December. We'll we be definitely go, don't go off the fiscal year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next question from Warconius. The Steam Deck OLED is really great. An OLED screen makes a huge difference. Is anyone upgrading their monitor or TV? And have you ever used a projector to play games? Um, yeah, I had a projector um, in my apartment. Bobby, you remember that? When I met you, I had that going, I feel like. Yeah, I remember the projector. Yeah. How much so, was that projector? Fuck, dude. I have zero idea, dude. But um, I feel like it was a lot. They yeah, were a might lot have back been. in the day. It was I remember nice. spending yeah. two thousand dollars on a projector that had a ten by twenty or ten twenty four by seven sixty eight resolution. Jesus! But I didn't have a TV and a projector. Like that was my TV. So subtract that from my TV. Yeah, cost, I guess. guess. But it was. I remember measuring it. It was thirteen feet corner to corner and of course it didn't look that great and all this stuff but yeah like uh obviously i don't know my computer monitor my so just imagine your computer desk but one more thing on it and it was my projector and the projector was projected on the wall of my apartment and so if it was time for music with a visualizer or music videos or if it was time for um there were certain games, puzzle games you could play. You can't play it first, but it was just, it doesn't make sense to be looking, you know. But other than that, 
Yeah, I really liked it. I, I think about it all the time. I have a projector now, and I just don't see a, you have it, it's all about set and setting, really. Like, uh, what room are you in? What are those lighting like? A lot, a lot of things have to go into a projector. But, yeah, it can be done, and it is rewarding if done right with the right game. Hmm. Well, I've never had much luck gaming on a projector. It's just too much of a screen to look at. You have to crane your neck to look in different parts of the screen to see things. It's uh, pretty much impossible to play any sort of RTS or top-down view game like that. And yeah, first-person shooters maybe, but um, but if you were playing like a Jackbox game with people, that oh yeah, no, you can do that, but you can't play in like any quick reaction. No, show, no, right? no, no, no quick reaction stuff. Yeah, it's more for. It's nice to have your computer hooked up to it, but not so much for gaming. One for single-player gaming. Yeah, I'd my say. my buddy doesn't have a, a TV at all, and he has a console. And he just has a projector. I kind of like it because TVs are like that's the focal point of a living room, you know. Yeah. If you just want people over to talk, and you don't want anything on the TV or not watching anything, you know, a lot of people's places aren't really big to have two separate spaces, and then you're just like around this TV awkwardly. So it's kind of cool because the way he has his living room, he can just turn on the projector if he wants to use it, and if not, he has a couch right underneath the projector, so everyone's kind of looking at each other if we're not watching something. Um, that's why my TV comes out of the ceiling with lines of cocaine on it, dude. Just like, <laughs> if it's party problems, time, it's party time. Yeah. <laughs> disco ball hanging down. Dude, the, the, you're worrying about fucking loose lights? God damn. <laughs> His lights get a little tighter when it's party time. <laughs> it's time to party. Turn on the lights. Uh, all right. Uh, all anything right, else babe. on this queue? Nope, those are all nope. our questions. Oh, That's you're asking. It. All right. Okay. Well, I guess that's just in, it. what's everyone just in general. Just in general, I do want that OLED fucking Steam Deck. If anybody wants to buy my Steam Deck, it's the base model of the old one. I'll probably sell it for two fifty, so that I can buy this new OLED one. Even though I so use the it. new OLEDs are about the same price as the old ones. Are the old ones cheaper? Or they're just not shut up, Bobby. Anymore? <laughs> You're fucking up my grind, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, two hundred and fifty dollars, and uh, yeah, not not. It's just not the screen. It's also the hardware has been upgraded as well. And so, you're gonna get an autographed version from Emilio, and then a yeah, lipstick kiss on it from Emilio yeah. as well. I probably come down it at some point. Yeah. You're really getting a signature there. I swear, man, if someone buys something from you like that, they're going to set you up for like a fucking crime one day. I'm like, this (laughs) this whole room's covered in semen, but it's not the perpetrators. How's it even possible? Uh, What are you guys playing this week? Um, I am going to play Age of Discovery for WoW Classic. That comes on the 30th, I believe. So. I'll probably play that Friday. Uh, until then, Baldur's Gate with my in-law, my niece-in-law, and uh, my nephew-in-law, and my wife. So that'd be interesting. A lot of yelling, probably. I don't think you have to yeah, say that's... in-law if it's your nephew or your niece. 
I think I don't think I do either. So yeah, my nephew, my niece. So listen, go. listen, Nick. You're already a pro. You've already been through it. Let them make their own mistakes. Oh just, no, I'm just gonna be the guy you know that I mean? Unga and Bunga's, dude. I'm just gonna be the guy with there the big go. stick. Unga and Bunga. There you go. Um, I'm, I'm playing Chris. fucking Mechabellum. Oh, I do got to play that U-Boat game. I'm sorry. Uh, the Destroyer game. Yeah, there you go. We'll see. Um, Bobo? Um, it turns out I do not have RoboQuest on Epic Games. So maybe I'll be playing yeah. that off of your account. Maybe I'll pick it up. I don't know. Maybe I'll give in and play Mechabellum. See what that's all about. Yeah, yeah, I never saw Bobby week. again. Given, given, given. I don't know, dude. That and Warcraft Rumble. It's just like I don't know, man. Like our games, uh, it, did no. games change or did I? They all just seem way too addictive. Not, not Ro- <laughs> Warcraft no, Rumble. That is addicting. I, dude. They tried to tell me if I open Warcraft Rumble right now, I'm sure they're going to be like, "Where did you go? You have a quest." Like I, they, your I son is it. here waiting for you. I have it. You have I, a I'm, son. I'm opening oh up God. a chat. Look what they're trying to do to me. Mechabellum doesn't do any yeah. of that. Yeah, I, right, I do right, not care right. for mobile. So, uh oh. Uh, for me, more cyberpunk, and uh, at the last minute, right before the podcast, I'll probably do some indie title so I could talk about it, just like I did um, Arcade Paradise. But I do kind of feel like my arcade is dying without me, and I want. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's getting mad. Yeah, my sister's Where are the profits? Yeah, it's so he belittled me, you know. That oh, you ran the numbers, did you? That's what he said. Do you ran the numbers, did you? And I was like, You fucking dick, I have charts, you motherfucker. I'm all proof. I have proof. He's been running that laundromat before you were born, dude. He knows. (laughs) Speaking for Nick, Bobby, Christian, and myself, we're gonna go with arcade titties, everyone. Arcade. Do 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 do